It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And now you're listening to the Green Zone on Blog Talk Radio. And here's your host, Julian Carter. Here we go. The Jets are 1-0. Welcome into the Green Zone. I'm your host, Julian Carter, and I want to give a warm welcome to my co-host, the main man, Mr. Dennis Agapito. Dennis, how are you doing, bro? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for that wonderful introduction, but I don't even know what the man looks like. It is it is a wonderful day in, in Jets Nation. It's great. It's great. Um, wonderful game yesterday. Terrific outcome, what, what, what we were hoping for, even better than what we uh, anticipated last week. So just just terrific, and we got some terrific things lined up. Maybe you want to go over a little bit what happened in the game first, and we'll kind of tie in some of these interviews I was able to grab in the locker room, uh, player reaction after the game. Oh, yeah, sure. But can I just say for all the fans out there, how good is it? How good does it sound that the Jets are one and all? And our neighbors across the street are 0 and 1. I mean, I can only imagine what I can only imagine what WFAN was like this morning. But let's 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 move things off. The Jets uh, ended up uh, beating the Cleveland Browns by a score of 31-10. And uh, I, I'm so I was so excited to see the Jets finally kick off. Fireman Ed's back. I mean, could it get any better, Dennis? No, it couldn't. And, I, you know, I, I wanted to kind of bring up these – there was two plays I thought were key in the game um, in the first half that really kind of changed things around. And, and, again, I don't think the Jets would have lost if these plays had gone differently, but I think it would have been a little tighter. The, the first one was when Cleveland kind of marched down the field on that first drive and we were all had, we're scratching our heads like, what's going on with this defense? And uh, Calvin Pryor jarred the ball loose from Josh McCown also knocked him out of the game, unfortunately injuring him, but it wasn't on purpose, obviously. But um, knocked the ball out. The Jets got the ball back. So after Cleveland goes all the way down the field, they end up with, with no points. I thought, I thought Calvin Pryor had an excellent game, and I, I'm going to play an interview with him in a minute. I thought he was the MVP of the game, which I mentioned. But the other player I want to bring up quickly before I play the interview is Brandon Marshall. I know he had a nice day receiving and caught a touchdown, but – the play where he took the ball away from Tayshawn Gibson after he intercepted it, I mean, not only did Cleveland not get the ball back, the Jets got the ball back and ended up scoring a touchdown. So I felt that those two plays in particular were big momentum swingers in the game. I mean, yeah, you, you talk about the hit. I mean, a helicopter spin. I mean, he absolutely – I mean, he was nailed on to get the points, weren't he? He was nailed on to break the plane. But, you know, the Jets' defense came up big – you know, made a play, knocked him into next week, and also knocked him out the game. No pun intended. We we don't want to see we don't want to see injury, injuries. But I mean, he you know that's what you want from a um, 
and safety of defense to hit hard, you know, and, and he certainly and he certainly did that. And created turnovers, and we're going to talk about that. That's one thing we wanted to see: turnovers. And the Jets defense did that in, ab- in abundance. We all and uh, you mentioned Brandon Marshall. I have never seen the strangest play. I have uh, you, you could start. <laughs> you know, I was scratching my head because I didn't even know what had happened. I actually saw it on Red Zone, and they showed the play of how it happened. And, uh, you know, I've got to give it, because I've been on Brandon Marshall's case. I've been saying, uh, I saw, you know, I've been saying I was disappointed that Percy Harvin, you know, I'd have rather kept him, and and I did see Percy Harvin score a nice touchdown for for Buffalo. But, you know, this he's a possession receiver, and you know what I saw from him? I mean, he ripped that ball out. He wanted it more, and he made a play for the team. And he ended it ended up being a huge play at that, and that's what I want to see. You know, I want to I want to see you know big plays, but you know he warranted he he wanted he wanted that ball more for 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 the team, and, and he made a play, and it's so great to see. Yeah, it was terrific. Well, why don't we hear what Calvin Pryor had to say after the game? I'm going to play this right now. All right, I'm here with the, I'm here with in my opinion the star of the game, Calvin Pryor. First of all, he forced a fumble in a very important spot when the Browns were moving down the field early in the game. I believe he led the team in tackles today. So, Calvin, I mean, it's a new defense. It's a new system. You really look like you're, you're fitting in really well with it. Um, I'm loving it, man. I just feel more comfortable, more at ease. Uh, it's good to be back down in the box, you mm-hmm. know, you know, covering tight ends and being able to get in the run action. So, you know, I'm very comfortable with the scheme. You know, hopefully as time goes on, you know, I can get better as a player and, you know, make some plays with this defense. How is it working with, I know Antonio, unfortunately, went down with an injury. We're all hoping for the best. But working with Antonio, Durrell, and, and Marcus, you guys who have been around the league a little bit, is that, is that also helped you because you know that you can trust where they're going to be? No doubt about it. You know, and they make my game a whole lot easier. They'll tell me, just go play, man, you know, and we'll do everything that's necessary to, you know, help you on the back end. Uh, so, you know, those guys are definitely a big part of my success today. You know, and I look up to those guys. Whenever they say something, I listen and just roll with it. You know, Calvin has been bombarded today because he's such a star of the game. I'm going to ask him a little bit of a unique question, which is, what do you like to do in your spare time for fun? I mean, this is actually for a, an overseas radio show. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the players, we, we ask questions like about the game and technical questions, but we never really get to hear much about the player. So this is a different question that you probably haven't gotten today. So what do you like to do with your free time? Do you like to go to check a movie, go to dinner? What do you like? To, what does Calvin Pryor do on his off time? I'm big on family, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, whenever I have my daughter, you know, just like you know, treat her to like you know, go to dinner, go to the nail shop and get her nails done. And mm-hmm. That's your dad. Yeah, you know, different. <laughs> so I, I'm definitely a father first, you know. And whenever I have time, you know, hang out with friends. You know, mm-hmm. I do that. You hang out with friends. You, you hang out with your teammates a lot. You go to you go to dinners and stuff, or the the the, the safeties as a group. Is, is that a big thing, or maybe not? I don't know. We're I don't pry too much. No, we're very close knitted as okay. a unit. You know, but things are just underway. You know, our main focus right now is winning football games. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, the more winning, the more fun we'll have. But our uh, main focus right now is the coach, you know, and get ready for Monday night. All right, one, one, one last question. Uh, coach Bowles' new system, uh, seems like people are buying in. You're, you're buying in uh, new players. I mean, are you just – this guy's the limit. Is this, we just t- touched the tip of the iceberg with this defense right now. Um, we have to just keep playing together as a unit, you know. And like I said, uh, big things are can happen for this defense, you know. We have to keep playing together, communicating tackling the football, and just creating turnovers and getting the ball back to our offense. All right, Calvin Pryor, starting safety and MVP of the game, in my opinion. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. All right, that, that, that was that – was, I'm pumping. I'm doing fist pumps right now. That was awesome. <laughs> you ain't going to hear this anywhere 
anywhere else. And, and Dennis, you know, I've got to take a moment just to just to show my appreciation on behalf of the millions that are listening all around the world. You know, the Jets Nation. You know, you know, you come in. Uh, um, you going out to the game and covering it and, and all the time and the effort, we really appreciate it. And I'm sure the people that listen to this, you won't find this anywhere else. Dennis was down in the locker room. We want to thank the New York Jets for um, allowing us access. But that that was unique, man. I mean, great job. Oh, well, thank you very much. And look, I just um, it's my, it's just a pleasure to get to bring some of this stuff out to, to the Jets fans that maybe don't get to hear it around the world, or even here in the states that maybe didn't get to hear some of these things. So it's 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 a really uh, it is an honor to have an opportunity, thanks to the Jets, to go and do something like this. And um, I appreciate the compliment, Julian. But do we want to get into a little bit about Antonio Cromartie? Because you know he was he was injured in that game, and I think we all thought the worst, myself included. And, you know, fortunately, it seems like it's not as bad as you first anticipated. No uh, tear of any ligaments in his knees kind of week to week. So we, it was a little scary there, but um, we'll get into him in a minute. Marcus Williams came in, did a nice job, had a pick, and I did get some time to talk to him. But what did you think about Crow when it first happened and how, how excited are you to hear that he's not done for the season? Probably, you know, week to week at worst, maybe even a possibility of coming back next week. But oh, that, that might be stretching it. Yeah, well, I, I must admit, and I think everyone in the thing did. I mean, I, I was texting you, I was texting, you know, friends in the stadium as I saw it. I mean, it was a non-contact, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, where it jars and it looks like it's bad. First off, when the cart comes out and the player's got the dreaded towel over the head, I mean, he's shaking, you know it's not good, you know, and you all fear the worst. I mean, now we're getting texts back as well. And, um you know, it didn't look good, but, you know, thank God at time of recording this, which is Monday, it's uh, 20 to 2, uh, New York time, uh, 20 to 7, UK time. We just had Adam Schefter tweet out that he's, there's no tear, of course, it, it, no ACL tear, which was a dreaded fear, and it's just a sprain. He's week to week, but he's not being ruled out for Monday night, so just a bit of R&R. But that's huge, that. I mean, that's absolutely huge, because looking at it again, and I'm no doctor, but I'm probably like you guys, you know, the, we, we did all fear. We all, you know, the dreaded ACL. But, you know what, uh, we need Crow, you know, for the long stretch, hopefully. And uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. Yeah, and you know what, and again, I mentioned his replacement, and I was able to speak to him after the game. And why don't we give that a listen right now? All right, I'm here with Marcus Williams, cornerback of the New York Jets. So, Marcus, you had to come in and kind of help out. Antonio went down. We're obviously hoping for the best for him. Yeah. But you had to pick in the game. The defense created turnovers, a big victory today. So how, how did it feel to be able to come in and help out with the victory? Uh, it felt great. Uh, it's always tough to see a leader go down mm -hmm. in Cromartie. But, I mean, for the defense to go out there and get five turnovers, uh, that was definitely big for us. Uh, we pride ourselves on turnovers. and We pride ourselves on the back end to go out there and making plays as well. So we did pretty much... Well, I mean, what we set ourselves out to do this week, and we just got to keep building from here. You know, one of the things that people looked at in the offseason was the depth at, in the secondary. And, and, and you know, you were, it was coming down the wire, but we all, we all felt very confident you were going to make the squad and have an impact. And that, now you have. So that must feel really good that, you, you know, you're still here. You're playing in a new system with, with Darrell Revis and these guys. And are you, are you learning stuff from them, from, from Revis and Cromartie? I mean, they're helping out a little bit? Yeah, I'm definitely learning a lot from these guys. Uh, they come to work every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, teach us how to be professionals. I mean, we just watch those guys. We learn from them. 
try to work our tails off and mm -hmm. I mean just go what they're doing. So then when the game time comes, it's just that much easier for us and just go out there and just make plays. Now last year obviously you played, but under a different system. So yeah. I, I, how's your comfort level with the new defense and, and the defense as a whole, maybe the secondary in particular? But how do you guys feel moving forward that you're at right now? Are you comfortable with where you're at? And is it still sky's the limit? Even room for improvement? I mean we're never comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always room for improvement. I mean. When you get a win, uh, it's always good, but it's always, it's always with some things that you messed up on. So we got to go out there and correct those things and just keep getting better. Keep going out here day by day, just trying to go out there and make plays. And uh, I mean, we started off 1-0. That's big for us, but we know this is not where we want to be. We want to be much better and much farther in the season trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's the goal. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's always great to get that first one under your belt. Yeah. Just quickly, the home crowd today. Uh, to finish up, the home crowd, I mean, it was it was electric out there. It really was. I'm, to get the victory, all the things that were on the line, new coaching staff, new front office, a lot of new players. Right. Do you just think that it's really really a little bit of uh, comforting to just get this one under your belt, now we can move forward to look, looking forward to Indianapolis and the other games down the line? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the crowd was huge tonight. I, I mean, the crowd was huge for us today. Mm -hmm. And uh, they came out here and was yelling and screaming and, and we enjoyed it. I mean, definitely on the defense to go out there and make as much noise as they can so they can't hear us on, on second and third down. And So, I mean, they definitely did that, and it was big for us to go out there and put a show for those guys. All right, Marcus Williams, cornerback, New York Jets. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, you know, it was it was really good to talk to Marcus, and it's nice to see that they, they had a guy of his ability to come in and step in, and, and he made a play. You know, he made a pick. And if Cromartie's going to have to miss some time, I think that people are comfortable with Marcus Williams out there, bust the screen, you know, kind of the versatility they have there to move guys around, and, and that, that really helps, Julian. What do you, but I, I want to quickly get into this so we can move on with the show. But Lorenzo Molden, uh, he was injured pretty badly. And, and you know what? When I'm watching it, yeah, pretty serious. Pretty serious head injury. Uh, again, Maybe a little bit like Cromartie we're looking at at first, thought maybe it was a little bit worse than it was now being reported, which is good to hear, but he did suffer a concussion. But during the commercial, when I was looking out and I saw the board come out, I went, oh, no. You know, I'm, and the players were all around him. You could just tell that there was a lot of concern. Seems like, knock on wood, it's, it's still a pretty ser serious injury, a concussion. You don't like to see that, but not as bad as maybe his first anticipated. Well, yeah, I mean, when they were getting the board out and the way it was strapped up, I mean, it, it didn't look good, did it, on the eye? I mean, you know, you were thinking as he broke his neck or something, but, you know, thank God he's, you know, he's reported it's all right. It was a just a concussion. But when I say just a concussion, you know, I mean, I mean there was no breaks or anything. He's, he's not going to be uh, paralyzed. You know, he can, he can play with the right protocol, you know. Um, yeah, it was very sad. So, you know, as of, you know, recording this, we just got in thought that it was just, it's just a concussion. So, you know, speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, he, he, I think it was, just, he just came off a sack. I actually had a really tough time kind of seeing the play and uh, really seeing what happened, but uh, I believe it was just coming off a sack or again, here's a guy who you're looking to develop. We have some, we have some age on our, on our linebacking core trying to get a guy, a young guy. How about this real quick though? If he is going to be out for a few weeks, you think maybe the Jets would look at – I think Babin's still a free agent as far as I know. Let me check that. You think the Jets would look at Jason Babin? Well, I, I, I mean, look, you know, he's been with the team. He kind of knows the, the system so far. I mean, he's had – He's got the upper hand. I mean, you know, I know people don't want to look at it, but he did pretty well in preseason. I know he didn't make the roster, so he, you know, obviously it was just a, probably a numbers game. But he did quite. I thought he did quite well um, 
pre-season, you know, to warrant a, a roster spot. But look, this all, uh, you know, you can only have the 53 and, you know, it's, it's, it is a numbers game. But I do think he can come back and, uh, and you know, we might see him as are, there's other players out there. But I think you can, you can see the chopping and changing kind of adding and, you know, subtracting week in, week out now as injuries come and such like that. Yeah, you know, he still he still is a free agent, so it wouldn't be a shock if something happens and they need a player that they they reach out to him. A guy who was in camp know, knows the system, but you know, there there is a theme that I I did get, and I want to play a couple of these interviews now um, about turnovers. We discussed how they had five turnovers, and a lot of guys kind of hit on these things and and discussed uh, the, the, the winning the turnover battle and this that it's really being emphasized. I'm sure it was emphasized in the past, but uh, I heard this more than one place, um, and I'm going to play this. Actually, Trevor Riley, who had a strip sack, so I'm going to play him right now. All right, Green Zone Radio, I'm here with Trevor Riley, and he had a had a big sack today and, and, and a strip sack. And, and you know, it must have been – it looked like you guys were just having fun, especially later in the game. Yeah, man. Go, go ahead. Let's, let me know what it was like. As, a, as an outside linebacker, defensive end, really front, any front lineman, the best situation you can have is being up late in the game because you know they're going to pass the ball. So we just can pin our ears back and go. And uh, Pepper Johnson made a great call, and I was able to get around the edge and get the sack fumble. Now, you, you guys created – and this was a problem last year for the defense, but I was talking to DeMario about this. Created five turnovers today, and winning the turnover battle is huge. So have you guys focused on that in practice? Casey and uh, Todd and really the whole staff, that's probably been our number one focus, is creating more turnovers and turning the ball over less on offense. And I think we did a pretty good job with that today. Yeah, how, how about your offense? They're on the defensive side, but it must have been nice to see Ryan Fitzpatrick, and especially in that second half. They looked very smooth and very comfortable. Oh, yeah, but Chan, Chan called a magnificent game. The offensive line blocked unbelievably. When you can control the clock like that, yeah. especially when you get a lead, we just kind of leaned on them like a UFC fight. You, you take them down and just lean on them, and uh, they couldn't. They couldn't hang with us. Right, last question I kind of asked of a couple of defensive players. It seemed like the first drive with the Browns, maybe a little other rhythm with the defense, you guys got better as the game went on. Did you feel that that happened? Play the game, Calvin Pryor. I think by far that was the play of the game. Yeah. The hit yeah. on the goal line, uh, you can write that down, talk about that. If he doesn't make that play, who knows if we win the football game. That changed yeah. the entire uh, complexity of the game. Yeah, it definitely changed momentum. Right, Trevor Riley, outside linebacker, New York Jets, we appreciate your time. You know, you do really have to give it to the defense for creating the turnovers, but I think you got to give it to the offense too, Julian. They did convert a lot of those turnovers into touchdowns. I didn't notice, again, we used to call them the field goal offense, and we'll see how they go moving forward. I, I mean, I'm not trying, trying to throw cold water on it, on the victory. It was great. There's a lot of positives to take out of it. The Cleveland Browns are, are, are a hot mess. Yeah, they are yeah. a mess. And I'm not trying to throw cold water on the victory. It was a great victory. A lot of positives to take out of it. But the Cleveland Browns might very well be the worst team in the league. We'll have to see how things go moving forward. And, again, there are a lot of positives to take, that, take out of this. And turning the ball over and doing those types of things. But you did hear Trevor Riley talking about the offense, about how you know, they gave him a lead and they were able to pin their ears back. So I think that, that was important. A lot of, you saw a lot of good performances, not just out of Brandon Marshall, but out of some other guys, you know, I, I was able to get in uh, Chris Awusu, which I know is pronounced Awusu now because I was corrected several times. I always thought it was Awasu. <laughs> but uh, Chris Awusu had a really nice game. You know, he's a kick returner. And uh, Quincy Anunua, was, 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 I saw him being moved around a lot. I saw him on a blitz pickup. So 
you know, we can get into these guys a little bit on the offensive side. Um, I did speak with, I didn't, we're not going to play the interview, but I did speak with Bilal Powell and, you know, he, he did mention this and, and, and time will have two running backs that I spoke with, but we only have a limited amount of time, but they both kind of said the same thing, which is in Shane Gailey's system, they're, they're not pinned down to what they're going to do. They're, they're put in, into certain formations, similar formations, but in different locations. They both mentioned this kind of thing to utilize their versatility. And because I had mentioned to both of them about, well, you know, you can receive the ball out of the backfield or run. And they kind of brought that up about the flexibility in Shane Gailey's offense. And, and again, they also brought up that how they're really buying into it and they, they like it. So again, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But I thought that Awusu really did a nice job, especially early in the game, caught some big passes and maybe opened some things up for Marshall and Decker. How about a touchdown, Dennis, to Eric Decker? I mean, I mean, what what a throw! I mean, you know how how it opened up was uh, was good, and it was so good to see that you know you're right. The Jets put up you know touchdowns instead of field goals, and ultimately, in the end of the day, that's what we wanted to see most of all. But you know, you know, why don't you talk about the play and what and what you saw? Yeah, you know, I thought that was a big play in the game, not just because they scored a touchdown, but they were losing at that point. And and then they took the lead. And I think that really took a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the Browns. I even tweeted this out in the third quarter. Uh, I said, it looks like the Browns wanted to just hit the showers. I mean, the Jets were rolling. The, the, the Browns were struggling. And it just you could just feel that, that the Jets were not about midway through the third quarter. You're like, this is a Jets game. They're not, they're not losing this game. But why don't, we, why don't we throw up one of the offensive stars of the day? And it's Chris Owusu. You know, he's doing double duty out there playing special teams too. So why don't we hear from him? Hello, everybody. I'm here with Chris Owusu uh, after their big victory today over the Cleveland Owusu. Excuse me, Owusu. Uh, Quincy Anunwa. Am I pronouncing that correctly? There we go. Quincy Anunwa is correcting me. So, uh, Chris, just a, a terrific game today. You yourself had a number of receptions for a lot of yardage. So, how did it feel to be out there, get the offensive rhythm, new system, and everything just kind of clicking? I mean, I think it was great for our team to go out there and establish our offense. Uh, I think throughout the whole game, we did a running game, pass the game. The guys up front did a great job um, pass protecting for for Fitzpatrick, and he just was uh, poised back there mm-hmm. and uh, giving the ball to a lot of the playmakers out there. So um, kudos to the you know the offense coordinator calling the plays and the whole uh, offense in general doing the, doing the thing. Well, I really thought that the, one of the key plays in the game was that second touchdown to Decker. Just seemed to put the offense in rhythm. It was really a great pass by, but you also helped with a big catch getting down the field. But what, did you think that maybe that turned the offense around a little bit, got you going? Because you took the lead, you never relinquished it. Yeah, I mean, once we took the lead, uh, like you said, we never looked back. So, uh, I mean, play, big play, big time playmakers make big time plays, mm-hmm. and that's what Eric Decker is. He's a big time playmaker, and uh, he always finds um, plays out there that just change things around. So, Fitzpatrick um, did a great job finding him back in the end zone, and um, Eric was exactly where he was supposed to be and made a great catch. Now, now how do you feel with the new system here, with the, the kind of the new players, Shane Galley's offense? How do you how do you feel that the team is responding? Uh, you know, it takes a little bit when you get into game speed to get up to, to get up to rhythm. But how do you feel the offense is right now, uh, given the short period of time that you've had to work in a live game situation? Right. I mean, we do a great job preparing, mm-hmm. and, and that's um, coming from the top down with Coach Bowles um, saying, "Hey, preparation is what's going to win games." So um, it's really something that the whole team has has come to grips with mm-hmm. is that we have we have to prepare to win. And uh, if we do that, we, we have a chance on Sunday. All right, just the last question for you. Now, you, you, you do special teams as well as play on the offense. So you're, you're a dual contributor. Do you, do you think that you know, the total versatility really just impacts this team for yourself as a player, doing both 
that that really has a large impact upon the game? Well, I mean, I just want to do anything I can for this organization, for this dress organization. They've given me the opportunity to play on Sundays, um, and I just want to get back with anything I can. And uh, I find I take pride in, in going out there and giving it my best. Uh, God's given me uh, some talents to go and utilize, and um, I just want to do the best I can for my teammates mm-hmm. and for my coaches. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Wasu yeah. out of Stanford, who is much smarter than I am. We appreciate your time. <laughs> And just in case you didn't hear in the background, Brandon Marshall corrected me also after because it's a wusu. So everybody, Chris, don't call me a wasu a wusu. So it is a, a wusu. But here's something I wanted to bring up, Julian. I mean, I, I had been expressing concern over over him, not because of his play, because I knew he was a talented player and he was having a good camp and there was a lot of positive news about him, but because of the head injuries. Now, obviously, we, we don't like anyone to get injured. Certainly head injuries are not something to mess around with. It was good to see him out there. Good to see him contributing. And, again, I, I, I knock on wood, cross all my fingers, rub my rabbit foot, that he can just stay healthy and not suffer any sort of head injury again in the future because he, he really looks like a contributor to this team. Yeah, and you're right. He is, he is, he is dual. You know, he, he helps out. And, you know, isn't it good to see, you know, you, you could see the po- uh, the positivity from him. He, he said, I mm-hmm. want to help this organization out as much as I can. I mean, you can just t- tell from him that, you know, he, he will do anything. He just want, he just wants to play. And, you know, what, what, a, what a nice young man. And I wish him the, all the best for the future. And I, I, I hope he can play week in, week out. Because you just want them kind of players. That's what I want on my team. I, I want, you know... You know, 53 Chris Awusus. Did I say it right? Yes. Yes, very good. You did better than me. Boom. (laughs) There we go. Uh, But, yeah, that's what you want to see. You know, a guy that wants to give it his all and, you know, an organization, a company man. That's what I I see about him. But, you know, great, great to hear, great to hear. Yeah, and look, he he did early on. I mean, Marshall didn't get his first catch, I think, until sometime into the second quarter for like 11 yards. And maybe they were – maybe they were double-teaming him, maybe they were holding back some plays specific for him to open him up a little bit in the second half, but maybe Owusu getting these – he had some chunk plays, and maybe they had to start, you know, hey, we better keep an eye on this guy, and that opened things up for Marshall. So it, it was good to see. I mean, Jeremy Curley, I don't, know, I don't know what really transpired with him as far as why he's falling down the depth chart, but he's kind of persona non grata right now. He's returning punts. He's he's really uh, taking kind of a, a backup role. He's even behind a, a Nunwa, who we have an interview with, which I think we're going to play after we uh, get our friend Lee on here. But just wanted to mention Jeremy yeah. Curley. Uh, just a little bit of a surprise because, you know, for what you saw on the field, you would think that he would be that number three receiver, or at least be out there, and he was only out there for punts. Yeah, it is. I, I'm very disappointed. You know, Jeremy Curley, we look back over the last few years and, you know, he's been a contributor, and he's been more than a contributor. You know, on third down, especially, you know, times Jeremy Curley has been the offense. You know, the past couple of years, he's been a guy that comes up. He's a clutch guy. He comes up, but I mean, he's just been invisible. I mean, yeah, yeah, you were right, and when you said about Rex Ryan calling him out that one time and and such like that, you just see. I wonder if his work ethic is, you know, if if it's been picked up on. But you know, he's not some. Uh, you know, he's he's very worrying kind of thing, but he really has. You know, he, he better he better start making uh, making notice uh, of himself and being putting himself about and making plays because uh, you know he could disappear pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I mean definitely, and I I just noticed some returning returning punts. Didn't really see him out there 
on offense at all. Not again, uh, not that I could tell. I look at every single play and know every single player that's out there, but I tried my best, and I I didn't really notice them. And from what I heard from people who watch a game on television and just conversations that I had, it, it was kind of the same thing. But Julian, I want to I want to bring this back uh, full circle, kind of to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, which is. Uh, Owusu is kind of a lunch pail guy. I, I look at Tommy Bohannon as a, a, a lunch pail guy. Um, just you, you mentioned a guy who'll do anything, special teams, go get coffee. I don't care. Whatever it is, whatever the team needs me to do to win, I'll do. And I, I'm going to play an interview now with one of, one of our favorites, uh, Lige Doosable, and, and he's that type of guy. You know, he's not, he's not the big name on the defensive line. He's not Leonard Williams, the high draft pick, or, or Wilkerson, or even Sheldon Richardson. I know he was suspended. But, but you know what? Lige does a terrific job of what he's asked to do. He'll do anything. He'll play anywhere along the line. He comes in and spells guys. He comes in in situational aspects of the defense. And I think he does a terrific job. So let's, let's listen to hear what he had to say after the game. Um, again, a couple of things to key on here, which we're going to hear the themes from a lot of the defensive players about turnovers and, and, and playing with a lead and that type of thing. So let's give Lige a listen here. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Lige Duzable, defensive lineman for the New York Jets. So, Lige, I mean, just, I mean, the crowd, opening day, everything on the line. I mean, uh, new coaches, a new front office, some some new players being brought in, but yourself still here for a couple of years. Great to have you back. So, just how big was this to, to get come out of here with a victory the way you, you just soundly defeated the Browns and started off 1-0 on the right foot as you head into a tough game next week against Colts? Yeah, it was amazing. The crowd was amazing for us. Uh, you know, I kind of, in the interview uh, earlier this week, kind of said, you know, I really want you guys to show up. And Fryman Fred, it was amazing for him to be yeah. back. There was electricity in the air. And like I said, that really helps us on third down when they can't really hear the snap count and we can get off on the ball. Now, I was asking Stephen Bowen a little bit about this, but you guys have a, you know, you have a terrific uh, defensive line. Terrific array of players, and you guys can rotate, keep keep yourselves fresh. When you got the lead, was it just pin your ears back time and go after him? Because you guys created turnovers. You look like you were all over Johnny Manziel. You didn't have a chance. Yeah, and that's what we preached. Uh, when we create turnovers, then we can pin our ears back and go get the you know quarterback. When you're up two or three scores in the game, you know they have to pass it. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, that's the position we want to be in every week. We want to be able to pin our ears back and go get the quarterback. And uh, one thing we emphasized this week, actually all year since the new coaches got here, was turnovers. And mm-hmm. we were able to get five today, which was really big for us. Yeah, I've I heard that express a, a number of times. Times and um, you know, just to get back to the offense a little bit, like last year the offense struggled and today they put up 31 points. So that, that's got and, and, and you guys help with the turnovers, but that also helps in the fact of turning it into touchdowns and bigger points to give you guys the opportunity to make it one dimensional. Oh, definitely, it was a complete. Uh complete effort by offense, defense, and special teams. And if we can play like that, we're going to win a lot of games this mm-hmm. year. But, you know, it's one game at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll enjoy this for the day. And tomorrow we're thinking about Indianapolis Coast. But, uh, like I said, it was it was a complete win by offense, defense, and special teams. And we need that effort from each other every week. Now, you've been here for a couple of years, but yeah. Coach Bowles is new, obviously. Yeah. He brings his system of defense. So how do you think that the players, the veteran guys who have been here and some new guys, yeah. picked up the defense? And it seemed, seemed like the first drive, a little bit Cleveland went down the field, we were getting a little nervous. But then you guys seemed to get better as the game went on and get more in rhythm. Yeah, you know, they kind of uh, rinky-dinked us here and there. We had to be a lot better on first and second. and We uh-huh. preached that after the first drive, and I think we definitely uh, improved in that first and second down. We got a lot better in third down. We can pin our ears back and go get them. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. They wanted to be in third and manageable, and, and our whole thing was to stop them from being in third and manageable, and, and we did that after the first drive. So you, you think that, that the people that are here are really buying into Todd Bowles' system? They like it. They feel comfortable with it, and, and they're starting to really understand. They're just going to grow and get better. Yeah, like with any new system, it's yeah. going to take some time, but we've had since OTAs working with these coaches 
coaches. I think everybody's adapted to the system really well, and, and players are starting to enjoy it. As you can tell, we had a lot of fun out there. We created five turnovers, and we really love playing on this defense. All right, well, that's terrific. Well, Lijay Duzable, thank you for your time. Congratulations on the big victory. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Lijay makes a lot of points there. And, again, this is kind of the theme of the turnovers. And, again, just because the coaches preach, all coaches in the NFL, I'm sure, are preaching turnovers. But when you see it out there, and we had mentioned when we did our predictions that turnovers would, would be huge. And, obviously, creating five turnovers, I mean, I, I don't think, Julian, in, in, in any sport you could look at one statistic and just throw one statistic up there and say team A was plus two in turnovers and team B was minus two and you and guess which team won the game. Just put that one statistic up. So I don't think there's any more telling statistic. Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way. Ask the New York well, Times. But uh, it does a lot. Last night, the, the Dallas Cowboys turned the ball over three times, and, and yet they, uh, you know, they beat the Giants last night. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. But, yeah, you know, Dennis, it was great to see because, you know, I think the, you know that's as many turnovers as created the whole of last year because I don't remember any. But, I mean, boom, they went after the ball. And not only that, I mean, last year, Dennis, I mean, how many times did we see the ball bounce the wrong way and a uh, tip here and there and it just missed the fingers? I mean, it just went on. I mean, you know, they created turnovers. And we all know that turnovers eventually do win your games. Nine out of ten to win your games unless you're the New York Giants, but we won't talk about them. But, yeah, it was so, so good to see, and I was so, you know, so fired up to hear my good buddy, Ligier Duzeval, you know, he was, he was a big contributor. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just just awesome uh, interviews. Let, let, me ask, let me ask you a question before we move on. You know, opening day, you know, for us fans here around the world, and we're watching, you know, on, on Game Pass, on Red Zone, and all this kind of stuff, we could kind of sense it, but I don't think it really gives you um, a, a taste for the atmosphere. I mean, what was it like being in, in the in the stadium? I mean, you was up in the press box, but what was it? What was it? I mean, you could hear the noise, and you know, how was the fans reacting to to Fireman Ed being on the big screen and all that kind of stuff? Oh, I, I mean, look, it was it was obviously uh, Ligier accidentally called him Fireman Fred. I think he just uh, you know, <laughs> I think he knows Ed. I think he just said Fred by accident. Uh, but no, it was it was definitely a you know they a, a lot of the players and they're not just saying it because it was I felt it even being inside I'm like wow this place is really rocking it was a beautiful day but you know, before the game I, I took some videos and stuff of the tailgates um, we went to L7 got some uh, Eric, our friend Eric Manasi uh, Panda Brian um, I go all on and on you know, a lot of these guys are known they know on Twitter and Jets Nation and got some videos and showed showed our friend Slim, who lives in Scotland. He loves the game Cornhole, and he still doesn't believe me that the, the game is called Cornhole, but showed us some videos of that. And the atmosphere was – I mean, it always is festive. It always is great. But opening day, it, it's it's like, um, it's like you know, it comes once a year. It's like Christmas, exactly. So it, it, it was electric. It's a fresh start. You're zero and zero. You're not out of the playoffs. You're not whatever. You're not looking towards next year. You're looking towards right now, and it was a beautiful day. A lot of people having fun, and I, I, I did the I did what I could outside, and then when I went inside, but I I really felt the uh, the ele- electricity would be electric would be the word that I would use to describe it. It was it was fantastic, and especially since they came away with the W, and it was very exciting that they put up a lot of points. What 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 was shot on the big screen? I mean, I, uh, it kept cutting to it. Was was Fireman Ed firing everybody up and kind of stuff? Was he was he in the forty two jersey? Um, you know what, Julian, tell you the truth. 
I really didn't get a chance to to look at the big screen, but I did hear the Jets chant going on. So I know somebody was leading it. So while on that, yeah, and it was it was I was the thing that kind of grabbed my attention was how loud and how in rhythm it was, how connected it was. I was like, boy, the whole stadium is doing it. You know, back back for a while, it was kind of like sections were doing it, and they were trying to get it get it organized to have it all flow. And it seemed to have a nice flow to it three or four times after scores, you heard it. So uh, that, that was, it was really good. It was, it was, it was, it was a great day uh, to be a Jets fan and to be at the game. And, and it, it's, it's nice to see because, you know, we want to have a home field advantage. You want to have the, the fans come and have a great time. Obviously there's no way to guarantee victory all the time, but you know what, if you can have more games like this and less like some of the other clunkers we've seen in the past, Hey, you know what? At least you go there with a sp- uh, feeling of optimism that you're going to see uh, a-, a good game and hopefully go home with a smile on your face, which is what I got to do. But I also had a smile on my face because Julian, I want to another favorite of the show, another guy who is, uh, even though he's a little bit more of a name, I, I still I still consider him a lunch pal guy. Would be Demario Davis, and I, I did want to play him because um, he follows kind of the same, a lot of the same themes. Again, these guys are, are they're, they're definitely singing out of the same hymnal. And, uh, you know, that's good because when you drum these things into their head, hey, let me maybe look to strip this ball. I, I definitely think that's on their mind, the defense especially. Like, let's not just go in there and make the tackle. Let's go in there and make the tackle and draw the ball loose. You know, I, I think right. that's more on their mind now maybe than it was in the past. Let's make a or play. Let's, yeah, let's make a play. Let's, let's, let's get an interception. Last year they only had six, which was worse in the league. So let's go out there and uh, – you know, grab an interception or two, and let's make a play, and let's return it. I mean, Marcus Williams caught that interception. He returned it 17 yards. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful catch. It was a great play. So let me play DeMario now, and he's always a wonderful interview, and he gave us a great insight here. There we go. All right, folks, I'm here with DeMario Davis, starting linebacker for the New York Jets. Just came off a big victory over the Cleveland Browns, 31-10. to 10. So DeMario, it seemed like a little bit early in the defense, the first, first drive. With the Cleveland Browns, put a little, put, it makes it a little bit nervous. It, it kind of controlled the ball a little bit, but it seemed like the defense tightened up, created turnovers. Was it just maybe getting used to the new system a little bit, you know, kind of getting yourself in rhythm? Um, as a defense, we want to start fast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of who we are. Um, we just start as fast as we wanted to, but we were li- able to limit them to a touchdown, um, uh, limit them to uh, three points in that first drive, which was good for us. Um, Got to look at the film, mm-hmm. um, get some things corrected, but... Um, we got a bend but don't break mentality, and that's just what we try to do. Now, this is a new system being implemented by Todd Bowles, and obviously it does take a little bit being in games to get in the rhythm, but how do you feel the defense right now, where it's at? Are you, are you comfortable where you're at, or do you still think the sky's the limit for this defense moving forward? Uh, we're just trying to get better each and every week. Um, this was a good week, um, a good fast start. What we want to do is come out and start fast, um, start, set the tempo for the season. Uh, we feel like we did that, um, but we'll look at the film, get things corrected, because we still got to get better. Yeah, yeah. One of the things last year that was an issue with the defense was creating turnovers. I'll tell you, you had five takeaways, which, which certainly helped. I mean, is that something that you're really emphasizing in practice, getting those interceptions, stripping the ball? Because it just seemed like left and right, you guys would get picking up fumbles and getting interceptions. Uh, that's something we've been emphasizing since uh, since we um, the new regime mm-hmm. came in. Uh, we've been emphasizing the OTAs all the way up through training camp and uh, preseason um, to now. And so if you put the work in, usually you'll get the results. So uh, we still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Still got a lot of work to do. Um, but we're, we're comfortable with what we did today. Okay. I know it's a marathon, not a sprint. I want you to enjoy your victory right now. But next week you're going to be facing a high-powered offense in the Colts. What do you need to do to kind of slow them down in their home field? They're going to be a little desperate. They got a little beat up today. 
Uh, it's all in preparation. Mm-hmm. We got to get on the film room, uh, come to work just like we did this week, uh, fix fix the mistakes we made in this game, um, um, find out you know what they're gonna try to do to exploit mm-hmm. us, um, understand the game plan, and, and try to do the same thing this week. All right, Demario Davis, starting linebacker, New York Jets. Thank you for your time. Yeah. You know what I found interesting there, Julian, was um, you know him talking about the Colts. There, we're going to get into the Colts a little bit later, but watching the film. And seeing what they're going to try to do to us, which obviously they do every week, but um, I didn't really get too much into the Colts. I wanted them to enjoy their victory, and I asked a few few, few players about it, and they kind of said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy this now. We'll get prepared to go to work. But he kind of laid out a little bit more like, all right, let's make sure and see what they're going to do to us, and this way we're going to implement the schemes to stop them. I thought that was – I mean, we know that goes on, but he actually brought it up. Yeah, you, you know, you can see – the thing is with Demario Davis, you know, he's a player that, you know, I think he's one of the main guys on defense. I mean, he, yeah. he's not like a household name. You know, he's not like a, you know, he's not an old pro and all that. But he's a guy that, you know, he gives his all. And you can, you can again, you can tell with the way he speaks. He's very focused. He's a leader. You know, he, he's a leader. Whenever I talk to him, you listen. You know, he's a guy that's very focused. And, uh, you know, what he says he's going to do. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, that, that's, the, that's what I, I, I hear from him. And um, he, he's a leader, and he's going to go on. And uh, you, you, the focus right now is—I mean, he, he wasn't one. He was focusing on Indianapolis. It's like we got the win, we're moving on, and uh, that's good to hear. Yeah, you know, I, I wrote this article for NewYorkJetsFans.com um, a while ago uh, on Demario Davis because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year, kind of laying out some parameters for maybe what a contract would look like for him. Again, you just—the you, one thing about Demario is. He's a little unique in his position because he's not a true middle linebacker. He does get a decent number of tackles. If you look at his statistics, um, he, he's decent in coverage. He, he's, not, he's not a spectacular player, but he's a very good player, and he, he's very good at the role that he's put into. And again, a guy will do anything. If he's a guy that's going to go up there and take that lead blocker out so the middle linebacker can make the tackle, you know, he's not getting the glory on that, but it's really thanks to him that, that the play was able to be made. So kind of hard to nail down exactly Demario Davis's value, but I heard um, somebody what on think? one of these shows. Go, go ahead, quickly. Go ahead. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I mean, look, you're a you're you're a guy that knows the 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 numbers, you know. By you know, look, you look around the team, you know. We're not going to uh, ask you to to pay up if you're wrong. But what what do you think a uh, Demario Davis's value is? What a contract do you think he can expect to get, give or take? Uh, again, it's kind of difficult because there aren't too many guys that fit his profile. And from what I've seen, um, you're looking at maybe four or five million a year. I think Demario can maybe command a little bit more than that. So I would say between five and six. Per year, maybe wow. like a, something like a like a like a like a five year deal for like twenty five million with I don't know twelve and a half guaranteed that's cut it in half something like that maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less maybe some incentives thrown in there maybe a little bit more guaranteed money but he's not going to break the bank on you he's not that type he's not he's not like a Bobby Wagner or or a uh, Levante David or one of these guys who um, get. $10 million a year. I mean, he's not, he's not that type of linebacker. So, but well, I did see somebody. I, I, one described of these, him, yeah, I describe him as a no frills kind of guy. And people around mm-hmm. Europe will know what I kind of mean. Like a, like a, a supermarket owned brand, you know, he's still the same as a regular name brand. You know, they still got the same stuff in there, but he's that kind of player that, you know, he's not fancy. You don't, you know, shout him about, you, you don't see him in TMZ and all this kind of stuff. He's a family man. You know, he, he's got young children and he, you know, he's, 
regular church guy. He's just a guy that gets on with it. You know what I'm kind of saying, and, and that, that's how he, uh, that's what he is. But like I said, I don't want to, I want to see him, you know, on the Jets for a long time because I know that he gives it, gives his all. Well, I think also the other thing, and I said this a couple times, but I heard somebody saying that on one of these Jets shows that they were going to let him, they should let him walk. But my my thing is this: that you know the Jets don't have a lot of young linebackers, and here's kind of a proven commodity. He's 26 years old, so I mean, if it's 25 million or 30 million dollars, that's not you know it's not again. They paid all these other, they paid all these guys, they had all this money, and I can't see how you're going to let a 26 year old proven yet still has some upside. I think especially after this year, we see how he works with Todd Bowles' defense just walk out the door and go to free agency and who are you replacing them with? I, I guess that's my ultimate question, especially since you've got questions on the outside, some of the older guys. I mean, David Harris isn't, isn't young anymore. I'm not saying that DeMario is going to move into that middle linebacker spot, but how much longer does David Harris have with the Jets? Maybe after next season he's gone. So do you want to have someone who is a staple of your linebacking core? And I think DeMario could be that for a number of years moving forward. That's why I'd like to see him lock him down. Yeah, yeah, I I fully agree. I fully agree. You know, he's he's young. He's played he's played with the Jets for for a long time. You know, since we drafted him, and like I say, he is only 26 years old. You know, he's he's coming into the you know the the prime of his career. So like I say, he can only uh, hopefully only get better. Yeah, you know what? I, I will mention this though. A guy like Marcus Williams, who we just played the interview for before, a young guy who was an undrafted guy came in last year, got his feet wet. Came and did a nice job in this game in a relief role. I think, again, everybody feels kind of comfortable that this guy's at least serviceable and can only grow and get better. He's a young guy. He could be here for a long time, even if he's only, even if he's not an outside cover guy, a top outside cover guy, even if he ends up playing the slot and other guys play outside. You, but he's an undrafted guy. He's not costing you a lot of money, and he looks like he has a lot of potential moving forward. And here's another guy I want to bring up, uh, Quincy Inunua. And I did an interview with him, and it's kind of short because he had to run off to the training room to get some treatment. But one of the things is with Anunwa, this is what I keep trying to bring up to people about when, when some players were caught and, and this and that, even about Babin. I know he's a veteran. But Anunwa is the perfect example of a guy that you develop, and then he comes up, and now it looks like he's going to have a pretty major role on the offense. He didn't have any catches yesterday, but he was in the game a lot. He was block- I saw him pick up blitz on one, one time, good blitz pickup. And he seems like a pretty versatile guy. Think he'll do a decent job on the offense, have decent numbers by the end of the year. I guess only time will tell. But here's a guy who spent most of the year on the practice squad last year, has now come up and looks like he's going to be a, a fairly sizable contributor to the offense. So, again, when you see guys draft picks or guys that maybe get released, you never know when they co- when and if they come back and what kind of contributions that they can give moving forward. I know a lot of Jeff fans were – and understandably so, we're upset when Rontez Miles got sent back down in the practice squad. But you know what, Julian, tell me if you agree. Sooner rather than later, Rontez Miles could be up with the big team again. If, if one guy goes down, I mean, he's the next man up. Well, well that's what it's for. Well, that's what the practice squad's for as well. You know, get, get, yeah, get some experience, you know, uh, you know be, be, watch, watch the pros at it, if you will, you know, and then, and then move on up. I mean, that's what it's, you know, that's what it's kind of for. But we know it injuries for, for the NFL. I mean, look, we've seen so many. You know, there was, uh, you know, Des Bryant last night broke a bone in his thing. These these things happen. It's the nature of the, you know, it's the nature of the game. And, and we know that this, this uh, roster will be added to uh, and from and cuts about. And, and that's what it's for. People will be up and down. And, you know, next man up, you, you hear it. And, and that's basically what it is. 
All right, well, I'm going to play this interview uh, with Quincy. It's kind of short. Like I said, he had to run off for treatment, but he did give me a little bit of his time. So here's Quincy Anunwa. Okay. Uh, here with Quincy Anunwa. This was, this was his first game under the new regime. Quincy, it was great to see you out there. I saw you a lot of versatility in your game. You were kind of all over the place, blocking. I saw you pick up the blitz one time. So how did it feel to get this victory and be in Shane Galley's offense? Uh, it feels great. Uh, the offense is really uh, – I like it a lot. It's, it's, a, it's an offense that can score a lot of points. So, uh, you know, we're going to go out there. We're going to try to be as productive as possible. Yeah, I, just just quickly, uh, last year you spent most time on the practice squad. got one game up. Now it looks like you're going to have a real big role in this offense. So, you know, how, how has the progression been for you growing as a player and now taking on a much bigger role uh, going into the season? Uh, it's been great. You know, I've, I've had a lot of guys to look up to and kind of learn from. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, when I go out there, you know, i got guys that uh, can always teach me and help me out whenever I need help. Last question, uh, Brandon Marshall, you know, he's a veteran in the league. Has he been able to kind of help you with some things, route running, understanding defenses, those types of things as a veteran? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he helps me out route running, checking coverages, all types of stuff, you know. So it's great to have him in the room with me. All right, Quincy Anua, wide receiver in New York Jets. We appreciate your time. No problem. All right, well, it was good. He was running off for treatment, and I, he just he was able to give me a minute of his time there. Uh, but, but, you know, again, young players, he's a, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. He's, he's probably 22, 23 years old. I, I have to check his age to be 100% sure. But uh, a young guy who can be with the team for a long time, even if he's a fourth receiver slash third receiver, hey, you know what? Those, those guys count too, right, Julian? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, they're uh... – you know, they, they've got to be all there, you know, to make plays and, and such like that. And like I said, they will get called upon, you know, when, when the time's needed. And he's got to be ready for when, when that time's, uh, you know, ready to roll. Yeah, you know, when you're talking about safeties, uh, I'm just going to play this now to kind of finish finish off our interviews, which is Marcus Gilchrist. And um, you know what? Um, again, Calvin, I thought Calvin had a good game, really good game, really nice game. But having a guy like Gilchrist uh, helping him out, um, certainly is, is, is very good for him, good for his development. Again, Calvin Pryor, guy, guy a little bit last year, a little inconsistent this year thus far. Looks like he's more comfortable in his role. Let's see how he progresses, but let's listen to what Marcus Gilchrist had to say. Hi, folks. I'm here with Marcus, Gil- Marcus Gilchrist, starting free safety for the New York Jets, coming off a big victory against Cleveland Browns, 31-10. to 10. So, Marcus, this is your first game as a New York Jet. So, come away with the victory. How, how does it feel to be a New York Jet and come away with, a, with an opening day victory? Uh, anytime you can get a win in this mm-hmm. league, uh, it's definitely a positive. Uh, it's a competitive league. Every team uh, has good players. And, uh, you know, just like I said, it's good to escape here with a win, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a new system for you. You're coming from San Diego, Todd Bowles. new system for everybody. But, you know, Calvin Pryor last year, he had kind of ups and downs. And you as a veteran, I mean, I saw a good game out of uh, Calvin. I saw a good game out of yourself. So are you guys working together? Do you really have a synergy as to where you're going to be on the field and kind of an understanding of the defense? Uh, you have no choice. When you, when you play safety, um, you know you got to be in sync. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know the communications there. We've grown since since the OTAs and camps, and we've progressed since then. And uh, you know all of us collectively as a defense, I think we have a good uh, a grasp of the defense and good communication. Did did you see a little bit of uh, growth in the defense within this game? Because it seemed like the first drive, the Browns, they went down the field, got the fumble recovery, which was great to keep it 0-0. But as soon as the game progressed, the defense got better. Do you just see the sky's the limit for this defense? Uh, Yeah, no matter the circumstances, uh, definitely the sky's the limit for us. As long as we keep communicating, as long as we're all on the same page, uh, we can make a lot of plays. 
Right, well, I asked Mario this, and I'm going to not to throw cold water on your victory party, but next week you're facing a high-powered offense in Indianapolis, and they, they lost today, so they're going to they're going to really be up against the wall a little bit. So what do you got to do to kind of rein in that high-powered offense, make sure you keep it under control, the kind of things that you're going to look at to improve upon over this week to next week? Same thing. The game don't change. <laughs> no matter who you're playing. Uh, like I said, everybody in, this, everybody in this league got good players. Mm-hmm. Um, we communicate. We got good. We got good players on yeah. defense, so we don't really worry about mm-hmm. who we playing against. We just communicate and we play fast out there and create turnovers. Everything to take care of itself. All right, Marcus Gilchrist. I'm going to nickname you Tell It As It Is because that's what he does, folks. Starting free safety for the New York Jets. We really appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Yeah, he is. He is tell like it is. You know, this works out perfectly, Julian, because that kind of finished off there about the the Colts, and he said, you know what, all all teams in this league are good. We're going to have to prepare like we did for this game and, you know, get ready. But, Julian, I think you'd agree with me that the, even though the Colts got shellacked, I mean, from what I I saw highlights, I didn't see the whole game, but I know that they were getting absolutely creamed and maybe scored a couple garbage touchdowns. But the Jets are taking a step up in talent, and they are going on the road to play Indianapolis at their home field. And Indianapolis is 0-1, and they're going to look to kind of rebound from that, that loss, that whooping they took at Buffalo. Well, yeah, I mean – Look, you can only play who's in front of you. You know, the, the Jets could only play, um, you know, the uh, the Browns, and, and they, they got on with that. Next door to a business, the Indianapolis Colts, and we're going to be going to their house with their fans. And I think it's on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so the whole nation is uh, is going to be watching. You know, so the, bets, the Jets better turn up. But look, I watched some of the Buffalo Bills uh you know, Colts game, and, you know, Buffalo was swarmed all over. You know, I was watching Andrew Luck, and he just didn't look, the, you know, the kind of quarterback, you know, that we'd, we'd seen. He was just, he was, like, panicking and such like that. I don't know if that was because of the looks he was getting. You know what Rex Ryan dials up. But, you know, the, the Jets have sure, you know, they've definitely, got, you know, got to be on it. They've got to, definitely got to be finished tackling, wrapping up. You know, they've got to get, um, they've got to get, uh, you know, they've got to get on the ball. They've got to... Press, press, press. That's what they've got to do. And it's going to be a tough, tough game. No, it, it definitely is going to – look, I, I think everybody, when they circled this one on there, they knew that, even again, the Colts lost, the Seattle Seahawks lost. So we, we, we still know that the Colts have that high-powered offense. Buffalo – I mean, at Buffalo, is a t- any, any game on the road is tougher, okay? We know that. But Buffalo has that – really good front where they get a lot of pressure. And Andrew Luck has never really had a great offensive line. He's never really had – he's taken a lot of hits in his career. I guess the goal for the, for the team would be to make make them one-dimensional, first of all. Don't let them run the ball because if they can run the ball, which they, they like to throw the ball. I mean, they've always been one of those teams that's thrown the ball a lot. But if you can just take kind of take that running game totally away, make them one-dimensional, Try to get Andrew Luck to be you. Now, I know Andrew Luck's a very good quarterback, but let's not worry about the run. Let's set our pass defenses up, and let's, like they said, pin our ears back and come after you because you got to get pressure on Andrew Luck, like you just said. If you don't get pressure on him, he's going to pick you apart. So that would be my key. Um, You know, their their defense is is good enough. They have some good corners, Vontae Davis, Greg Toller. Um, Got a few injuries, Excuse me? You got a few injuries. You know, kind of they, like T.Y. Hilton, you know, kind of went down. We'll have to see if he's mm-hmm. going to play. And, uh, you know, like I say, but look, the Jets have got to bring their A game. You know, we can't play Cleveland every week, you know, as, mm-hmm. as much as we'd like to. You know, you look, you know, there's good, there's good teams out there all over, and you, and you know there is. 
like I say, the, the thing is, the Jets have beat Andrew Luck before when he was a rookie. He came and played at MetLife, but we know things have changed. You, you hear a lot of talk over sports radio, the NFL Network, ESPN. You know, the uh, the Colts have got weapons this year, and they're meant to be a, a major force in the uh, in the AFC. And look, I'm not trying to throw a bucket of cold water over everybody. The Jets won the last year on the first game, and look how that season ended. You can take a look at the, around the league at what happened. There were some strange games, strange results, a lot of road victories, you know. But it, that's not going to set the thing. I mean, let's, you know, you've got to, you've got to move on. You've got to earn it. And it, there's going to be, an, it's going to be an absolute huge game. You know, this is going to set how we go because we've got tough games rolling on. You know, home next, you know, not to look too far ahead. But you've got to put W's on the board because games, you know, come around thick and fast and there's not many of them. You know, so we've got to catch a break. We've got to show momentum. No, there's kind of an old – I kind of say this about the season. It it doesn't matter what you do in September and October. I don't mean it doesn't matter at all because – Obviously, if you're one and seven, it mattered. But if if you're if you're four and four, any team in this league is four and four after eight games. They're probably in the pay, playoff race. Look, if you're one and seven or you're two and six, you're out probably, and and you were never in anyway. You were never you were never going to make it anyway. But there have been teams that started off you know five and zero, oh, six and zero, oh, who didn't make the playoffs. So you can't roll into November and December and go two and six and think think you're going to make the playoffs. So it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. When the weather starts to turn bad and you're playing outside, you know, MetLife is an outdoor stadium. So when the weather turns bad and it's not 70 degrees and sunny, maybe you get a little bit of frozen rain, those types of things. Can you adjust? Can you, can you weather the storm with the injuries? Do you have the depth to weather the storm? Do guys step up? Do guys get better? I mean, that was something that I always wanted to, to kind of hit upon because the teams that generally are the scariest heading in towards the end of the season are the ones that look like they're really peaking down the end of the end of the year. Those are the ones that scare you the most. And, and, and you're a hundred percent, right. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're not saying that we know what's going to happen over the next 15 games, but it's still a long, long season, a lot of things to be determined. And you know what, if you go back and look at the results from week one last year, and you look at the results from week 17, you'll be surprised of what you thought after week one and what actually happened. So, uh, I, I do think the Jets are going to go in, in Indianapolis and, and have a shot. It's really going to come down to can they get pre- pressure on, on Andrew Luck. That's what it's going to come down to, in my opinion, more than anything else. Yeah, well, it is for me as well. But for more, for the thing is, and I want to touch upon it, the Jets scored touchdowns. Forget the field goals. We ain't the field goal offense anymore. Yeah, you've got to put touchdowns up. And that's what's, mm-hmm. that's what a win is the game. Forget this, you know, 13-10 victory. Put some points on the board. Make it difficult. Make Andrew Luck come out and have to throw the ball. You know, make him one-dimensional. And and that's what I want to see. Now, I'm 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 actually turning. I'm, I'm going to ask you for your prediction before we wrap the show up. And I'm turning. I'm going to go first. You know, Monday Night Football, all fired up, new regime. You heard it in the interviews. Great interviews, uh, by the way, Dennis. And you know, I, I'm I'm pumped up. I'm hyped, and after seeing them, you know, create five turnovers, that's a massive plus for me, and and I, I want them to carry on. So I'm I'm going to be a homer. I am going to be a homer, and I'm going to pick the Jets to win on the road, uh, and I'm going to win get have them to win twenty a close one, twenty one seventeen. Well, Julian, um, look, I I I I do agree with you that well. I do agree with you on a number of points. One is that 
you know, they, they had the five turnovers and they, they, they were better in the red zone. They turned them into touchdowns. They, they put up, they put up more points and you're right. We can't be the field goal offense. And that, that, that was good, but I don't know if they're going to get five turnovers in this game. I mean, I, I, I just don't know if they can week in and week out, put those types of numbers up. Let's let's, if they do, Hey, great. Um, as much as I'd like to say the Jets are going to win this game, I, I just look at it and I think to myself, Indianapolis is probably an 11 win team and they've already lost one of the five they're going to lose. So um, I, I just think too much firepower. I'm going to go with 31 to 17 that they, they end up bouncing back. And because they're playing at home, they play better at home. They're in their dome. It is Monday night. Their backs are against the wall. And I, I'm sorry to say, look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think most people You're felt like one if, thing. You're forgetting okay. one thing, though, Dennis. We've got <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzmagic, baby, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. But listen, Dennis, I just want to, just want to before we end the show, you know, I like to look around the NFL, and I know you do too. Um, we touched upon it. Did, are you shocked at any results? I mean, the Jets right now are actually tied for first place in the AFC East because everybody is one and all. I mean, are, are you surprised by any results looking at that? I mean... You know, Tennessee, Marcus Mariota looking like Dan Marino and Jameis Winston, the first overall pick, looking like, well, I don't really want to say it. You know, he didn't have have the best game. Is there any shocks that you see over? Any surprises that caught your eye? Um... No, no, nothing that, nothing that really. I'm like, wow, that, that's. But, but with the AFC East, and I think we mentioned this, and this is, again, uh, we're all, we're all happy the Jets won or won and zero, but so is everyone else in the division, and and you know what? It's a tough division, and I think we met, we mentioned this on the last show that it's a tough division, and you got six games against some very quality opponents. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if two playoff teams came out of this division. It's, it, it, it could definitely happen. So no, nothing, really, nothing really shocked me. I mean, the Tennessee win by the margin they won by, I thought Tennessee was going to win. We discussed a little bit about that, Julian, uh, on Sunday we were talking. And you know that I thought that Tennessee was, was going to win that game. But, um, no, nothing really surprised me. And I'm not surprised that all the teams in the AFC East won. And you know what? Again, um, when they start playing their division – that might be where the rubber hits the road for, for, for this team because you got to make hay in your division if you want to have those tiebreaker scenarios and things like that moving forward. So it's going to be very interesting to see. It's going to be a tight division. you got some good teams. And um, you know what? I, I, I am looking forward to it because the game is going to be terrific. Yeah, let, let's hope so. So let me give you some info um, on how you can catch our show we're going to be here every – well, we're recording this every Monday. We're going to get it out as soon as possible for the start of the week. And we can uh, you can download them on different devices. If you're on iTunes, just go on the iTunes store and search Green Zone Radio. We're on Stitcher as well, so go on, on the, the store, however you may do it, uh, and, and search uh, Green Zone Radio. You'll find us. You can also find us here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Look us up on Twitter, at Green Zone Radio, and email us with your thoughts, your questions at the Green Zone Radio. It's not at the Green Zone Radio. It's the Green Zone Radio at gmail.com. I never say that often enough. But I want to give a huge, huge thank you uh, to Mr. Dennis Agapito. I mean, he just worked his tail off absolutely from the, from the first moment when I spoke to him. Oh, it was up early. He was traveling, and it wasn't nonstop. Everyone thinks that when the, you know, when the, uh, the, the time hits zeros, 
Dennis was still working away in the locker room. He didn't leave the stadium till late. So, you know, absolutely outstanding first-class uh, result. And you'll find more of that right here. And the only place that you'll fi find it on the Green Zone, exclusive first-class interviews. And I'm a little bit worried, though, and I'll let Dennis in a minute now. When we were talking earlier in the green room, he's talking about contracts, and he, you know, he's, he's, his agent's going to uh, be getting in touch with me. He's putting all these stuff out, and he's hanging around with all the all the players and, and all the high rollers. And uh, I'm looking at the numbers, and they don't stack up. I'm a bit, I don't know what we're going to have to do here, but uh, you know, out, outstanding result, buddy, and, and thank you so much on, on behalf of uh, all the Jet fans around the world for, for the time and the effort that you're putting in there. Thank you so much. Well, uh, like I said, it's my pleasure. It's great. I, 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 I really enjoy getting the feedback from people who like the interviews and like the interaction. I just want to know one thing, Julian. Uh, my agent got in touch with you. Can you just let me know who that is and what his phone number is or her phone number? Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who my agent is. So if you just let me know uh, that I have an agent, uh, <laughs> that would be, that'd be good to know because if I'm paying somebody, I'd like to know it. So uh, I just want to let people know also you can find uh, the links, iTunes, and Stitcher in the blog talk radio description if you're having a difficult time finding that but julian thanks for, again thank you um because of your hard work and dedication uh the premier uh podcast in the united kingdom for the new york jets no no offense to our fans right and uh who, who live over there um no offense to them they do a nice job the ones we know are our friends like biff sweeney uh but but this is the the premier podcast in the United Kingdom for New York Jets content, Julian, and you've really made that possible and you've done a terrific job and it, it's just been great working with you. And I really look forward to the rest of the season and, you know, let's hope we have similar results and let's, let's hope that we continue to move and, and, and just to kind of finish up, you know, Julian and I, we were, people say we were negative, but we were concerned. And, and, and again, it doesn't mean that those concerns are completely alleviated by one game because, um, you know, you're only as good as your last game. So, you know, next week's another week. You got to perform each week. But there were concerns from us about certain things. Thus far, so far, so good. Let's hope it continues, Julian. But again, a pleasure doing Green Zone Radio with you, as always. All right, so we'll end it there. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Green Zone Radio. Let us know your thoughts, and we will be back this time next week. Thanks again. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.